everyone agrees, bacon makes everything better. Even marketing. This is the Bacon Podcast, where you'll learn to cure your marketing. And make your business. I can't believe I said that. Internet marketing. Online marketing. Social media tips and techniques. Now, to help you bring more bacon home, the master of marketing sizzle, Brian Basilico. This is the Bacon Podcast. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey, peeps. I am uber excited. I have an incredible guest. His name is Kurt Scholle. Now, Kurt is not only a good friend, but he is a website geek and guru, and he was one of my first five guests on this podcast back in 2014. So he holds a record for the longest distance in between repeat performances, man. So, Kurt, how you doing, dude? Good. I don't know uh, how I feel about not getting asked back for... 474 episodes, but uh, I'll take what I can get, Brian. You're so important. I wanted to save the best for now. That's why. So, um, but anyway, so if people want to learn about your origin story, not much has changed. Go back and listen to episode five. There's some really great stuff in there. But today we're going to be talking about websites. And you've got a course that you're working on, but you also have a formula and and there are three things that you like to talk about so first describe what are those three main things about website success that people need to know about just give me the overview of what they are well this is based on years and years and years of talking to people and and trying to figure out why people aren't successful there's probably hundreds of reasons but for years i always said that they're really two keys to website success one is putting up an offer that converts and then the second thing is getting traffic to that offer. And if, if you can get qualified traffic, that's even better, right? So if you don't get traffic to your offer, you're not going to succeed. And if you don't first create an offer that converts, you're not going to succeed. And so a couple, three years ago, I also decided that there was a, a missing element. And that was the people were just not planning properly. They were throwing up a website. And then saying, "Oh well, we have a website, but it, but you know, it's not working." And I would come to you know ask you know some of my students, some of my clients, some of the people that I spoke with at conferences, and I came to realize that a lot of it was a lack of planning. So I've added a third key to website success, and that is really understanding uh, what your goals are, what your strategy is based on market and competitor research, and and really very importantly creating target personas. A lot of people weren't doing that. And so when I had those three things, I started calling them the holy trinity of website success. I love that. So let's start off with the first thing. The first thing is having a plan. I mean, you know, obviously people, I'm a firm believer, you you are too, I know this, that Everybody should have a website because you don't own social media. You can't build a business on it. And with a website, you control the domain, you control the hosting, you control your emails. You get, you know, there's a reason why everybody should have a website. But, you know, when you when you think about it, it can be overwhelming. So what do people need to think about when they're planning to put their website together? What, what are the key elements there? Well, all those things that you mentioned and all the things that you teach and that you've talked about in previous podcasts mm -hmm. are are things to help build a business. So everything you're doing on social media should come back to one 
core property. And in my mind, that should be a website that you own, a self-hosted WordPress site probably, not a uh, website builder like Wix or, or something along those lines. So all the things that you do, whether you're handing out a card at a chamber event, if you're tweeting something, if you've got something going on, on Facebook, if you're meeting people at conferences, uh, if you're sending out direct mail pieces, it should all come back to your core uh, property, and that is a website. No, that that's great info, and I think one of the key things that people need to understand too is that you know on your own website, you are in a hundred percent control of what people see. In social media, there are algorithms that dictate what people see. So by having a website, you can direct people back to specific pages that can be considered landing pages about specific topics that can be blog posts. So when you're starting to plan all this stuff, what are some of the key elements that people need to start thinking about before they actually start writing and creating the website? While I'm thinking about it, too, the other benefit of having your own website are the analytics so that you can see exactly what's going on, who's hitting what pages, how much time are they spending on those pages, do they seem to be resonating, what kind of paths are they taking through your website. Google mm -hmm. Analytics uh, will uh, create all of that. But what you really need to, you know, I like to say that, that every page on a website has a job. And if a page doesn't have a job, whether it's a blog post or a sales page, a landing page, whatever, uh, then you really should probably reconsider why you would have that. Um, and each of those pages with jobs are supporting the overall uh, job of the website, and that is to get more business into your site. Whether you are selling something online, whether you are promoting a brick and mortar local business, uh, whether you are championing a cause of some sort, if you're trying to uh, uh, inform and educate people. So really think about what the goal is. What, what are you trying to do? And I, I think every day you should be asking yourself, Am I achieving that goal or what could I do better? A friend of mine, best-selling marketing author, would always say, always be marketing. Spend a little bit of time every day always marketing. It, it's easy to get busy working in your business that you don't spend time on your business. You've heard that from the E-Myth Revisited. Mm -hmm. so, but, but you need to have a plan. You need to work the plan. And then you need to evaluate what you've done and try and make some decisions as to whether you succeeded or not, uh, and you know if you can can improve on what the the results are. So that's why the first leg, if you will, or the first key of the uh, holy trinity of website success is really understanding what your goals are and, and what's realistic. I built a website for a guy a number of years ago who was selling online courses. Mm -hmm. uh, he was a financial planner, and uh, I asked him at one point, well. Uh, how many of these do you expect to sell? And he said, well, I'd like to sell about 50,000 of them, Kurt. And I said, well, and, and these were all priced, you know, they weren't expensive. They were all 20 to 50 bucks a piece. And I said, well, you realize that, that you know, if you get 
certain, you know, to get 50,000 people to buy something, that's a percentage of the number of people who are exposed to something. And that's a percentage or a fraction of actually how many people, you know, come to your website. And I don't remember the math off the top of my head, but it was going to be something like 5.1 million people would have to be exposed to it. And I said, your website could stand getting hit by you know, 5.1 million people over a year, two years, or whatever the time frame was. But, you know, how are you going to get all that traffic in? And his his thing was, he had a guy in the office who was calling up um, the, uh, uh, what are the um, uh, continuing education, uh, like for colleges and universities, mm-hmm. and they wanted colleges and universities to say, hey, you should go to this website because they have uh, good uh, financial courses uh, for people. And so I, I talked to him a month or two later and I said, hey, how's it going for you? He says, well, you know, we really have only made a couple of sales, but, uh, you know, we're getting to know a lot of these, you know, people in the continuing education departments. So here was a guy who may have had the greatest product in the world, but he wasn't doing a very good job or a realistic job of uh, reaching people, getting enough people to that because his whole idea was, hey, we're just going to, you know, make calls here from the office. No, you know, blogging strategy, no paid ads strategy, no guest blogging strategy, no YouTube videos, you know, no nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's an example of where you could say, the guy might have had the greatest idea since sliced bread, but, you know, he was missing one of the three elements, and that was, I was missing two of them. One was really not understanding who his target personas are. And there's almost always more than one. In this case, he had five different courses, one for somebody who had just gotten a new job, one for somebody who uh, was uh, starting family, you know, somebody about halfway through uh, their career and what they needed to be investing in, you know, somebody about ready to retire and then somebody else who, who had retired. Uh, those were all different people an example of five different personas who could use his stuff, but he had absolutely no idea how to reach those people and get them to the offers that he had. So the, the second piece of the Trinity then is creating content. And so let's talk about that. I mean, how do you create content that attracts the kind of persona or, or at least fulfills their need for information? What are we trying to do there? Well, that's that's why you need to understand who they are and what their needs are. It's great if you can listen to them. So uh, there's a number of places to find information about what people might be interested in. In, in my course, I go through a very, very lengthy description of what a Madison Avenue uh, client profile or target persona looks like, you know, from Paige getting up at 628 in the morning to what she does in each of the next three minutes or whatever and throughout her entire day. You don't need to be that specific, but it's an example of what the big brands do when big money is involved. Other people need to have a working idea of who's coming in, what they're looking for, how much they know about the subject. It's great if you can listen to them uh, talk. It's even better if you can talk with them in a Facebook group, not to 
or a forum, not to try and sell to them, but just to get to know them a little bit and, and to build your brand. So part of these target personas are, where do these people hang out? What kinds of media are they exposed to? Uh, what is their level of experience and expertise? Um, there's, there's all kinds of questions that you can ask to find out what they're looking for because you don't want to put an offer up that, you know, you know is best because of you know, your experience. I had a client once, you know, I was talking about this with him. He said, well, Kurt, you know, I've been in this business for 25 years. I think I know what, you know, these prospects are looking for. And simple keyword research ruled that out, that there were terms that people were using that were not the ones that he thought of. So it's, it's very important to understand. I had another client who's a um, relationship coach. And before I started working with him, he did a survey. And it was awesome uh, because he did it based on, uh, these were all women, so he did it based on different age groups. But it was also, uh, you have to be careful with surveys because they may or may not want to answer your questions. Uh, but in this case, he had some open-ended questions. So we found about six different ways that people were describing this one problem. I think it was uh, called the fade. So why why do guys you know seem to be disinterested in me at the six-month mark in the relationship? It was also very similar to why can't I get this guy to marry me or commit to me or something along those lines. So by having this understanding of what people are looking for, the the vernacular that they are using, you can then create content that that matches that. So if a lonely woman is sitting down saying, you know, why won't he commit to me? And you can get that blog post to rank and blogs and page content are generally a little bit different where people are in a funnel, right? So blog content is great for asking, for answering the questions that people type into search engines. Why can't I get him to commit? How do I get rid of dandelions in my lawn? So those are the important things. You really need to have an understanding of what they're looking for, what their experience is, and it's even better if you can uh, get an opportunity to talk to them in forum or a Facebook group uh, or at a meetup or, you know, a conference or or some other thing. Um, and then it's also uh, a way for you to identify where you might want to advertise to them because one of the two biggest ways to get traffic to that content that converts on your website is to advertise to them. So if you can find an appropriate Facebook group or 10 of them based on interests or occupations or whatever, then you can run ads to those people uh, that, that, that should have a higher conversion rate because you've heard what they're looking for, what they're asking for, and you can answer those questions. Well said. So the third piece of the Holy Trinity, then, is getting traffic to a website, which is, you know, that, that's something that we all get these emails. Hey, your SEO is not ranking. You know, you could be getting more traffic and more business. I mean, there's all these promises that come across the Internet. But it's, it's not that simple, is it? I mean, getting traffic is a, a little bit more complex. Well, you know, they say organic traffic. That, that was the rage a number of years ago, and then it got... Mm -hmm. uh, more difficult because more and more people figured out how to game the system and then Google kept changing their algorithm to stop people from trying to game the system and actually provide good, useful information that people were 
uh, searching for. Uh, putting together a, a an organic, you know, it's called an editorial calendar, but it's organic content, can take a while to create, to promote, to link to, um, but it can be very effective. You know, we all know people who have set up something, websites or whatever, and they're still getting traffic to something to this day. Um, again, you go about it by knowing what the biggest questions people have and then trying to answer those. You can study uh, the people who are ranking for those different terms and go out and try and build a better blog um, or a better blog post that answers those questions so that maybe you can overtake somebody in a position that is higher than you. Maybe you have a blog post that is ranking on page two or page three, and you can go in by adding some, you know, important, pertinent, uh, relatable information to it. Maybe you can get your rankings to go a little bit higher. Um, but people need to find you. So just like content, the difference between blog content and page content can be where they are in the, in the buying cycle. Um, but it can also be how you attract them and where you attract them in the funnel and going back to this idea of owning the race course, as James uh, Schramko calls it, uh, you know, owning your own self-hosted blog uh, gives you the ability to set up whatever you want when and uh, to set up the analytics so that you can see, you know, where, where people are going through. You know, if, if it takes, uh, let's say, uh, four pages on your website to get somebody to buy something, it's kind of rare that somebody lands on one page and buys, especially if it's more than, you know, a few dollars item or something or other. Usually they want to read two or three blog posts that each link to a sales page, and only then maybe they'll, they'll make a decision. You can watch this if you understand your Google Analytics. But if you have to create that content and you realize that, you know, probably four or five pages have to happen in order to make a sale, including the thank you page, right? You want to monitor the page that people go to right after they do whatever your call to action is. Filling out the form, the needs analysis, uh, making a comment on a blog, and certainly buying something. Uh, you know, you can, you can watch that and how many times the page that thanks them for their purchase fires or the page that offers them, you know, an upsell or a cross-sell. Uh, those are all things that are important in your funnel to understand. And uh, if you look at that and you've got, you figure that people have to look at at least four different pages on your website to buy something, and the average of all of your site visitors is that they're looking at an average of 2.1 pages, guess what? You're either not selling anything or you're not selling as much of whatever it is that you want to sell. So that's why all of these things are very related. The analytics are very important. They're not really part of the holy trinity of website success, but you have to monitor your performance. I, you know, I talk about when I was a kid growing up, Helvey's store was on the corner <clears throat> a couple blocks away from where I lived, and we'd, we'd take you know, our allowance over there, and Mr. Helvey would sell us candy. You know, we'd get whatever for 25 cents or 37 cents. I'm probably dating myself, but I think you probably remember those days. I do. <laughs> and, um, and Mr. Halvey would uh, monitor his business with one probably very simple uh, 
key performance indicator, and that was how much did he have in the drawer? When I was a Radio Shack manager, invariably we would say, well, how much do you have up today? Meaning individual sales guys because they were paid on commission. Or me as the manager, I would walk in and I'd say, well, how much do we have up today? Because I had certain goals that had been set for me by the, the, uh, the district manager. Now with, and, and it got a little more uh, interesting, you know, when they would monitor newspaper ads, right? So they, you have to bring this coupon in to get your whatever, or bring this, this coupon in. And so they would count up the coupons and Mr. Halvey or Mr. Smith or Mrs. Jones or whoever would say, oh, you know, 35 people came in with that coupon today. So we, you know, we sold 35 of those. Was our newspaper advertising worth it or not? And they would make a decision one way or another. Now with the internet, there's so many other things that you can monitor and measure and then look at and, and figure out in your funnel, well, where could I improve this? Or why are we not getting what I think we should be doing? You can follow it through the website and say, here, this page is not resonating with them for some reason. So it's not content that converts. This page has to be rewritten so that we have content that converts. Or you may look at it and you say, now everybody who hits that page is converting. You know, we have a you know, pretty good conversion rate here, but we're just not getting enough people to this page. Well, then you know you have a traffic problem. So that's why the holy trinity, the three keys of website success, are so important. You really have to understand what's going on. You have to understand what's going on with your website, but you really have to understand what's going on with your prospects. What do they want? What do they need? What are they willing to pay for? What questions do they have? How can you ask, answer those questions? So, Kurt, really good stuff. So to kind of summarize, I mean, the first thing that we've got to do is is plan out who we want to talk to, what we what pages we want on the website, what what kind of questions we want to answer by getting to know our perfect avatar, perfect customers. The next thing we have to do is figure out how to create content that resonates with them, attracts them, shows up in Google that we could share on social media. And then the third thing is to drive traffic and do that not only organically by using search engines, by maybe posting things on social media or getting them into Facebook groups or answering questions and getting people to know that the website exists. So with that, and you talked about Google Analytics too, which is awesome because... Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that I found is, you know, people understand coupons. They understand phones ringing from the phone book, but they don't understand their analytics because they've never been taught. You know, it, it's a process. It's not as simple as getting a coupon. I wish it was, but there are, you know, there are causes and effects. So that's, I know you cover some of that stuff in your courses because I've seen you teach and I've been to your boot camps and things of that nature. So you got something coming up, I think, that people might be interested. Can you tell us about it? Well, um, Website Essentials is a new home study course that is launching July 1st. It's based on my Website Success Masterclass, which I have uh, taught for several years live online. Mm -hmm. and it, 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 it's a five-module course. Uh, it, this is just covering the basics that I think a lot of people don't really understand, which includes the three keys to website success or the Holy Trinity, but also a little bit about, you know, secured WordPress hosting, um, you know, maybe a little bit, you know, about using a WordPress theme to develop. You know, there's so many tools out there. People think that 
setting up WordPress is like, you know, if you know how to uh, use Microsoft Word, then you can set up a website. But it's really much more than that. Um, there are a lot of things that people need to know, right? You need to know a little bit about copywriting. A lot of people don't really understand copywriting. If, if anybody could write good copy, there wouldn't be highly paid copywriters out there. Uh, you know, how to get traffic to a website. So that's why we talk about the goals of the website and the target personas, creating content that converts, uh, what, and then uh, getting traffic to a website, whether it's organic uh, traffic or uh, paid traffic. And uh, it, it, they're all designed to teach people the basics, if you will. They're basic, but they're essentials. And they are things that a lot of people just don't really understand and, and, and don't account for in their overall online plan. Awesome. Sounds like a great course, man. And uh, I know it's, it's, if you're listening to this podcast the day it's released, it's going to be released in the following week. So probably if you're listening to it, it's going to be online. So what's that website address again? Website successcourse.com. Awesome. And then if people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to do that? Social media, email, whatever. Well, I'm Kurt Scholle, K-U-R-T-S-C-H-O-L-L-E on uh, Twitter. Uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook and uh, send me an email, Kurt at WebAsylum.com, W-E-B-A-S-Y-L-U-M.com. Awesome, Kurt. Well, this has been great, man. So I appreciate you and you coming on and dropping some sizzling hot bacon knowledge bombs on my peeps, man. I look forward to having you on way before another 400 plus episodes, man. So thanks for being here. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to that, buddy. All right. Thanks, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. And I love the Bacon Podcast. Well, that's it for today's Bacon Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and learned something today. If you did, please go to iTunes and give us a review. We appreciate all your feedback and comments. If you have any questions, go to www.baconpodcast.com forward slash questions, and we'll make sure we get those answered for you. Till next time, keep sizzling. Keep sizzling.